Coming up. Sometimes we face challenges and we get caught up in the fact that we don't believe we have enough. But God told Gideon, I'm with you. And as long as I'm with you, you always have enough. Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One, the podcast ministry of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. We've all been in situations where things did not turn out the way we had hoped or expected. Sometimes we lose focus or experience pain and difficulty. Well, take heart. In today's message, Pastor Robert reveals the many ways God is ever-present and always encouraging us. Here's the final part of the message. God is the great encourager. And so he asked God to do something supernatural, and then he asked him to do just the opposite of what he had done supernaturally, which was even more supernatural again. He told him, now let the ground be wet and the, and the fleece dry. And verse 40 says, that night God did so. On the fleece was, the, only the fleece was dry. All the ground was covered with dew. You know, some people have had some illnesses, which the doctor says were uncurable. But then somehow, the illness disappeared from their bodies. That's supernatural. That's supernatural. You may know, you may have been there yourself or know someone who has. God encourages us supernaturally. And point number six. God encourages us even after he has greatly encouraged us. <laughs> I'm going to say that again. God encourages us even after he has greatly encouraged us. So let's just back up a little bit and see all that God had done. Uh, uh, the, 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 first of all, he even answered the Israelites was a blessing when they cried because they had just done him wrong after all he had done. He answered them, number one. Number two, he sends a prophet to answer them and tell them. And then, number three, he dispatches Gideon to deliver them. And what we hadn't talked about yet um, before this, Gideon had, uh, had, had built an altar, and uh, the, the, the angel touched the altar with his staff and consumed it, and then disappeared. And Gideon realized he was in the presence of God at that moment, and he, he bowed down and worshiped. We hadn't talked about that yet, but it's in the story. So he, he, he did that. All of that should have been encouraging. And then Gideon asked him this audacious re request that requires supernatural power about the fleece of wool. First, fleece, fleece wet, ground dry, and then fleece dry, ground wet, and God did all of that. I mean, how much more encouragement do you need, Gideon? I mean, really, I'm, I'm with you. Go, just go. Okay? Just go. But if that wasn't enough, 
God will still encourage us even after he's done so much. And Judges 7, 9 through 11 says, during that night, the Lord said to Gideon, get up, go down against the camp because I'm going to give it into your hands. If you are afraid to attack, go down to the camp with your servant Pura and listen to what they are saying. Afterward, you will be encouraged to attack the camp. So he and Pura, his servant, went down to the outposts of the camp. So God, after all of that, God says, you still afraid, Gideon? I'm going to give you some more encouragement. Now, you guys know the story, and, and, and before all of this, God had dwindled down the 32,000 men to uh, 300, <laughs> right? And now Gideon had to go up against this powerful uh, army of the Amalekites and the Midianites and other Eastern folk. But God says, I still will encourage you. And so, this is what God did to really get Gideon over the hump. Hey, uh, write this down. God will use our enemies to encourage us. God will use our enemies to encourage us. Judges 7, 12 through 15 says, The Midianites, the Amalekites, and the other eastern peoples had settled in the valley, thick as locusts. <clears throat> their camels could no more be counted than the sand of the seashore. seashore. So now, look here. Uh, uh, the, these some ruthless folks, and they, they, their numbers are through the roof. And it says, you, you can't, the, 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 as many camels as they have, and understand that Gideon ain't got none, because they done destroyed all their stuff, right? <laughs> and they got enough camels as, to, as the sand on the seashore. And Gideon only has 300 men. And so Gideon goes down to the camp where these, these folks are, this dense population of these warriors of, these, of the enemy. And he sees that. Once Gideon saw that, he could have said, you know what? <laughs> this is too much. I got, I don't know what you sent me down here to do, but he could have just said, you know what, I'm going to turn around because I, I ain't no way with my 300 men, we're going to win this battle. So I'm done. I'm, I, ain't, I ain't going with you, do what you said, Lord. I'm not going to go do it. You, you, some of us may have been there. We may have been there. God gave us something to do, and then it just was going to take too long, cost too much money, take too much of your time, and you're going to have to get up too early. Y'all see, come on now, <laughs> you, and you decided I'm just ain't gonna go. I just, it's, it's just, you know, it's it's gonna last too long. It's gonna be too many days, it's, you know. But I want to remind you that uh, Jesus lived down here with us jacked up folk for 30 years, for 30 years to have just a three year ministry. Do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> he 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 suffered with us jacked up people for 30 years. To get ready to do a three years of ministry. So when we're saying that, you know, it's going to take too long, it's going to cost too much. It's just, you know, I just, I ain't going to do it. 
Gideon was in that place. It's like this, is, this, this, this mountain is too high to climb. It's too much for me. Because look at all these people. How am I going to take them out with 300? But Gideon stayed and he went down. And guess what happened? Verse 13 says, Gideon arrived just as a man was telling a friend his dream. Now, I, I would like to think God set that up just on purpose. Y'all get what I mean? So Gideon gets down to their camp. And again, they, they, they got so many camels, you can't count them like the sand of the sea. And soon as he gets there, the text says, he starts to hear something. I think God set that up on purpose because I think if Gideon has stayed there too long, looking at as many folk as those was, he might have changed his mind. But, but God, as soon as he got there, God gave him a message. He says, just as he arrived, Gideon heard he was listening. He heard he arrived, a, he, a, a man telling a friend his dream. The man says, I had a dream, he was saying. A round loaf of barley made, barley bread came tumbling into the Midian, Midianite camp. I'm going to pause for a minute. I'm going to pause for a minute here because oftentimes God needs to get our attention for us to focus on what he wants us to focus on, not on what we want to focus on. And so Gideon gets down and hears this man telling the dream. And I'm sure it attracted Gideon. And he says, a round loaf of barley bread came tumbling into the Midianite camp. It struck the tent with such force that the tent overturned and collapsed. His friend responded, this can be nothing other than the sword of Gideon, the son of Joash, the Israelite. God has given the Midianites and the whole camp into his hands. When Gideon heard the dream and its interpretation, he bowed down and worshiped. He returned to the camp of Israel and called out, get up. The Lord has given the Midianite camp into your hands. So it took Gideon over the top. Look what happened here. God in his great power and his being a great encourager gave Gideon's enemy a dream and then gave someone else an interpretation of the dream just so Gideon could hear it. His enemy, his, his enemies got dream and interpretation. That's, that's how good of an encourager God is. His enemies, his, his enemies, when, when your enemies start to speak of your success, uh, you know God is with you. When your enemy starts to call out your name, in a positive light. I may have told y'all a, a story I had that, that a co-worker of mine, he didn't like me. I, I took over, I became his team leader, and he didn't like me being his team leader. And, um, and he told me, he let me know that very clearly. Um, and I'm going to cut, the, it's a whole bunch of stuff happened, but the thing that really just really pricked my heart and really took it over the top, um, he, he told me a story. <laughs> and the story was, it wasn't concerning, it, it, it didn't have my name in it, but he talked about some other person he used to work with that he didn't like. 
And he said if, if that person fell over on the ground and had a heart attack, I, I would just step right over him and keep walking. He told me this. And he was telling me that I would do the same for you is what he was really saying. Because <laughs> that's how much I don't like you. Uh, that's what he told me. And when he told me that, I just realized, I realized how deep it was, how much, how deeply this brother didn't like me. And, um, and so I knew, but I just kept treating him the way God said I should. And then fast forward some months later, he's, he, he's bringing in barbecue sharing it with me and saying, Rob, have some. Now, initially, I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't tell him that, but I'm thinking, I don't know. But then I thought, you know, I had to trust God. I had to trust the God and what God was doing in this situation. And I, <laughs> I had some of the ribs, y'all, <laughs> and they was good. And God turned it around, and all I can do is praise God. Just praise God for it, because it was God that did that. It wasn't me. But you know it's something when your enemies turn around on you. And, and, and so they're talking about Gideon's success. And so Gideon now has the strength and the power and the confidence to move forward. And he gets back to the camp with his 300 men and says, get up. We about to go take out the Midianites. God is a great encourager. Sometimes we face challenges and we get caught up in the fact that we don't believe we have enough. The not enoughs, that's right. Gideon had 300 men. And they had camels, not just men, but camels that numbered like the sand of the seashore. That's power. But God told Gideon, I'm with you. And as long as I'm with you, you always have enough. Because I'm God and I'm with you. Somebody under the sound of my voice might be thinking that, you know, I don't have enough faith to turn my life over to God. I want to tell you and the scripture tells us that the disciples asked Jesus to increase their faith. Oh, yeah, they did. So I want to encourage you. If you're thinking that you don't have enough faith to just step out and say, Lord, I, I want you in my life. I want to encourage you to step out 
on the faith you got. God told Gideon, when Gideon said how weak he was, did y'all catch what God told him? He says, go in the strength you have. He told Gideon, go in the strength you have. Judges 6, verse 14. I'm going to say that to you again. He said, go in the strength you got. God is telling us today to go in the strength you got. Because I'm with you. I don't know what challenge you have ahead of you, what's troubling you, what's bothering you, what's on your plate. But God says, I'm with you, mighty warrior. So go in the strength you got. I'm with you. And I want to say this to somebody who might be listening to me, that you think you don't have enough faith. The fact that you're even considering it says that you have some faith. That you're, something in you is saying God is real. And I want to tell you today, like God told Gideon, step forward and come. Come to God in the strength you got, in the faith you got. God said, and Jesus said in his word that, that the faith of a mustard seed could move mountains. So while you're waiting to get more, God said, just step out. Just come. Just come. I'll be with you. And I want to tell you that if you just make the step, and see God's power release in your life. All you need to do is make that first step. I know when I <clears throat> gave my life to Christ, I I wouldn't I, I, I just moved because I, I had to move. Something in me was boiling over. I, I, I just stepped up. Preacher said, you better come while the blood is running warm in your veins. And when he said that, I said, he, he, must, he must know what's going on inside me because my blood was boiling. And I just jumped up and went up front and said, Lord, I, I know you're real. I, I don't. So that's something that we are, I want to encourage you to do. Just give God the strength you have, the faith you have. And he'll take your little and make it more. He'll open up your eyes. He'll teach you. He'll grow you. He'll show you. Just like he did Gideon. Because he's the great encourager. Gideon hesitated and hesitated and hesitated and hesitated and hesitated and hesitated. God was still consistently encouraging him. Because God wants to do something in your life just like he 
wanted to do something in Gideon's life. No matter how you feel about yourself, no matter how weak you think you are or how undeserving you think you are, no matter what you think about yourself, God wants to do something in your life. And he don't want to just do something small. He wants to do something great. That's why he told Gideon, you're a mighty warrior, and I want to deliver Israelites from your hand. So just come with the faith you got. You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. You know God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin so that you could live with him forever. If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I sinned against you. I made some mistakes in my life. I believe that Jesus died for my sins and my mistakes and I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, transform me to reflect the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to personally welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to connect with the church near you so that you can learn more about Jesus, grow closer to God, and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at quenchlifecf to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time. When you don't know clearly your influence and your authority, you'll misuse it. You probably had some leaders who, who thought they had more power than they had. <laughs> okay? And then you probably had some leaders who had more power than they knew they had. So you had some leaders, let me back up. You had some leaders who thought they had more power than they really had. So they tried to do some things that they couldn't do. So you need to understand just how much influence you had. Thank you for listening.